Well, good morning. It's great to see you here. We're back uh, after a week away at uh, the men's retreat. I don't know. I don't know what your heart is like this morning. I don't know. Sometimes we wake up and we have a heavy heart for some reason. Sometimes our heart is light and joyful. Uh, when I was away on the retreat, uh, we spent an hour just on our own uh, to get away from everyone, and I sat by a stream that went into the bay. And this stream, it was a beautiful sunny day, and, and you just hear the, the stream trickling over the rocks. And I was thinking, that stream is going right now. That stream is going 24-7. Even when we're asleep, even when we don't think about that stream, that stream is flowing. And it reminded me, however we come this morning, God's love is flowing like that stream. It does not cease. It has not ceased for you. If you're feeling down, if you're grieving this morning, if you are feeling low this morning, God's love is streaming down to you. And uh, that's good news. That's good news. So I just want to share that with those of us that maybe are feeling a little unsettled this morning and a little bit down. But it, it is good to be with you, and it's good to be back after the men's retreat. We had a great time. Uh, so that we don't take the thunder away from the women this week, we're actually going to talk about men's retreat next week. Uh, but just to... Oh, what's going on here, Philip? If I press it enough times, will it work? Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, so here's a, just a, a few photos. Thanks, Steve, for the, the photos uh, of Men's Retreat. We, uh, the title was Becoming Living the Life. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. And there was a, a new trophy presented this year at the Men's Retreat. And, of course, we had lots of uh, cooking. Yeah, go on to the next one, Phil. Lots of eating. Uh, lots of bacon. And uh, next one... And yes, so we had new people and old people and funny people and, uh, and the next one, and that, that was our, our group uh, that went away. It was a wonderful time, and so more about that next week, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a, a flavor. Um, and it is Mother's Day, we, and we want to celebrate the women here this morning, we really do, and we want to celebrate you and honor you. This morning, and we've done that through the giving of the gifts, which hopefully you haven't eaten already. Okay, good. Uh, and but <clears throat> later in the service, we are going to honour and bless you by praying over you, um, over each one of you, and we're going to pray and ask God to work powerfully in and through each one of you in your homes, at work, with your families. But more of that later. I just want to flag that up there. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I know you always look forward to coming to church. I know that you can't wait to get here for the 10 o'clock service or sometimes even for the 10.15 service. You jump out of bed on a Sunday morning and say, yay, we're going to City View. Isn't this great? I know you do. But... On the se particularly on the second Sunday of every month, 
you get out of bed with an extra spring, don't you? Because you just can't wait to get here. Why? Because you get to see how much the City View plant has grown. And I know, see, we planted this thing back in January and we hoped it would mirror the growth in our spiritual lives. The word uh, this year is grow. And so it would be this wonderful living illustration of how our spiritual life is growing. And, uh, well, I can, you know, and we've been waiting, haven't we, months for it to uh, break forth and produce an amazing flower. Well, I have to tell you this morning that it still hasn't happened. <laughs> I, I, will you stop taking photos of this plant? <laughs> Every month you do that. <laughs> there is... There's a tiny little thing. But you know what? I have literally, I've given up. I have nothing for you this morning. I, I think I've used up all the biblical analogies I can find for this blinking plant. You know how look, growth isn't easy and sometimes it takes time and patience and endurance and we've got to wait for God's timing, yada, yada, yada. But literally I have nothing for you this morning. I am absolutely, yeah. Except that I've decided that for this plant to grow, we need to play it country music. <laughs> because this is the evidence that Andre sent me. No. Country music makes plants grow. And then you see that little plant. Must turn off button. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Anyway, all right. Let's get serious. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we started to look at two areas of our spiritual lives where we wanted to see growth and more growth than this plant. Two of them, because I think they're both linked. Uh, and it's these two, courage and speaking out for Jesus, speaking about God. And the title of, of this mini-series that we're going through is be bold, not be bald, but be bold. And we will, over the next few weeks, be looking at how we can have boldness as we share our faith, to share and show the love of Jesus to those around us. How can we bold, be bold in that? And we'll do that by looking at some stories in the book of Acts. Acts was written by Luke, as some of you may know, and essentially he captured and recorded how the church grew. Uh, from just a sprinkling of ordinary folk and a huge dollop of the Holy Spirit. And one of the dominant themes that you'll find in the book of Acts is the theme of boldness. They went boldly. And we saw last time how God takes ordinary people like us, ordinary idiots, and empowers them with the Holy Spirit to become women and men of extraordinary boldness and do amazing things for God. And we defined boldness as this. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. What you believe will affect 
your behavior. Uh, and um, the key thought this morning is that we are to bring that same boldness into our prayers, to be bold prayers. Prayers of bold prayers. To see God's kingdom come in our world and the, and the lives of those around us. I want to start off by telling you a story about many years ago, about visiting an older lady in hospital. Our church in England at the time was without a pastor, so uh, some of us, we shared uh, pastoral duties. And I was nominated to visit this lady from the church who was in hospital. She had a serious illness. Now, the thing you need to know about this lady is that she was known to be very prickly. Very prickly. And she did not suffer falls lightly. So I drew the short straw and had to go and visit her. So I walked in. And as soon as I walked into her hospital room, big smile, she said, What do you want? And I said, Oh, Um, I've come to encourage you and comfort you. And she said, well, they could have sent me someone with more experience than you. I said, okay. Um, She said, "Um, what are you going to do then? And I said, well, I don't know. Uh, Let me pray for you. And she said, well, you better get on with it then. And obviously by this time, I was, I was very naive. I was a fairly young Christian. I was nervous. Uh, and uh, I prayed this prayer full of Christian cliches. Just one of those prayers. Lord, if it's thou uh, willest, will thou please? And I just was going on and on and on. And she stopped me in mid-prayer. And she said, will you, for goodness sake, be <laughs> she said, will you let me pray? I said, you're right then. And she prayed one of the boldest prayers I have ever heard. Went something like this. God, you are bigger than everything going on here. You can take this cancer from my body. Will you do it so I can tell the doctors who's really the boss? Amen. That was it. And I looked at her, and she said, what are you staring at? I said, oh, I've, I've never heard a prayer like that. She said, well, you can go now, because I want to use my bedpan. So anyway, so I left. <laughs> Here's something I want you to take away with you this morning, and ponder over the coming week. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. How you pray and what you ask for in prayer is directly related to how you see and understand God. For example, if you don't pray at all, well, that reflects the fact that either you don't believe in God or that you don't actually believe He listens and answers prayer. Because if you believe that, then why would you, you know, you wouldn't pray, would you? If you pray really small little prayers, you know, tiny little prayers, it probably reflects the fact that you don't believe that God is a God who can answer the big prayers, the big life-changing prayers. 
If almost all of your prayers are for yourself, then, you know, the bless me, help me, comfort me, be with me, then that reflects the belief that you actually think God is there primarily to serve you. If you only pray as the very last resort, then that reflects the fact that you see God only as a bit of a backstop in your life, you know, only there in times of real trouble. What you say, what you pray for, reflects what you believe and understand about God. So, if we take that, if we truly believe that we follow a risen and living, ever-present Savior who sits on the throne of the universe and has the power to do all things, that nothing is impossible with God, if we believe that, then we will be prayers of bold prayers. Bold prayers that will change lives and the lives of those around us Bold prayers that will open doors to share and show the love of Jesus. Let's look at a bold prayer. It's a bold prayer in the book of Acts. Uh, We're going to be back in Acts chapter 4, so you can find that. Um, But before we read it, let me give you a little bit of context in case you weren't here a couple of weeks ago. Jesus has risen from the dead. He's appeared to his disciples on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes And these timid, everyday bunch of misfits are given this boldness to speak about Jesus. And we're told that thousands join their number on that day, on that one day. And people are amazed, but the religious authorities are concerned. And two of the disciples, Peter and John, uh, are walking around and they see this lame guy. This guy who's been lame for 40 years. And um, they pray for him, and he's healed. And suddenly he can walk after 40 years, which did nothing for the nasty twitches of the religious folk. They were getting a bit antsy at this time. They were really disturbed because these guys were not only talking about Jesus, preaching the good news news of Jesus, saying that Jesus was, in fact, alive and more than kicking But they were saying that all of these things were being done in Jesus' name. And so what the religious authorities did, they arrest Peter and John and they bring them before the Sanhedrin uh, and they gather around them and they say, and we saw this last time, you remember, uh, they demand to know by what name, by whose authority are you doing these things? Are you healing these people? And Peter looks at them right in the eye and says, Listen, buddy boy, we are doing this in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the one that you killed, but the one that our God raised from the dead. In other words, they were full on, full blown, bold. And now the religious leaders didn't know what to do about this. They would have loved to have kept them in prison. They perhaps even killed them for what they were doing. But but there's this crippled guy who's suddenly healed. And and if they did anything to the people that healed him, then there would be a revolt on their hands. So they actually let them go. 
And that's where we pick up the story in Acts 4. We're in Acts 4, uh, verse 23. Just follow it along with me a little bit. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, the others, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against the anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now listen to the prayer. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Here's what I want to do just for the time we have left here this morning. It's just I'm going to go through this passage and I want to point out a few things that we need to hear this morning about bold prayers. The first things found in, in the first couple of verses that we looked at. So we're told on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and they told everything that had, uh, the chief priests and elders had said to them. They would have said, look guys, they threatened us. They told us never to speak about Jesus again or else there'd be more trouble. And, you know, and everyone's listening to this. Their friends are listening to this. And here's what their friends did. They panicked and ran away. No, they didn't. They called a special meeting because we really need to discuss this. No, they didn't. They ordered a takeout and a couple of beers. No, they didn't. What did they do? They raised their voices together in prayer to God. Here's the first thing you need to know and understand about bold prayers. Bold prayers are powerful when prayed together. There is something incredibly powerful when believers come together and raise their voices in prayer. Something incredibly powerful about praying together. Now, maybe you're like me. I'm going to be honest. I am a pastor, but I'm not the first one in line to attend the seven-hour prayer meeting. It's not me. Now, is that because I don't believe in prayer? No, I believe in prayer. It's just that I think I've attended far too many timid and tepid prayer meetings in my time. You know those ones where... It just You go through the motions, and the only exciting thing happens is when the guy falls asleep and falls off his chair, and you know, everyone thinks he's been slain in the spirit, and he's like, oh, no, okay. Those sort of prayer meetings. But I've also been involved in times of prayer, though, that have been so electric. I wonder if you have, too, with other people. Times when I've gone somewhere with actually not much faith of my own, 
and I hear someone else praying and it's almost like I climb on top of that person's faith and then I pray and it builds my faith. I remember a time um, when uh, Linda was uh, diagnosed with her first case of cancer. We were in the country here for two months, didn't really know that many people, a few people from region. And to be honest, we were like deers in headlights. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know uh, what was going to happen. And uh, some friends at Regent said, look, we're just going to gather and pray for you guys. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Fine. And so we met in this little Anglican church just at the back of us. And there was about, I don't know, 15, 20 of us. And I have to tell you, Linda and I didn't pray anything. We didn't know what to pray. We didn't know how to pray. And yet that prayer meeting has stayed with me. And I tell you, will stay with me to my dying day. Because it was electric. There there was singing. There was praying. There was people uh, quoting scripture. And it was alive. And the sense of God's presence was tangible. That's powerful. That's what these believers were doing. Under extraordinary persecution, they came together and they lifted the name of Jesus high in prayer together. Guys, I want to know how we can do that at City View. I really do. I I don't know. I've been speaking to a couple of you about it and uh, sort of playing around with some things. I want to hear from you. How... Do we come together and lift our voices in prayer to God? That is electric. That is meaningful. That at the end of it, this place shakes and hopefully falls down so we can claim the insurance. (laughs) I wonder if that's covered. Building falling down because of prayer. Okay, maybe not. All right. But that's what I want. That's what we want. Because it's bold prayers. Okay. Now this, uh, this is the prayer that they played, prayed. What did they pray? So they said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth, but I see and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father, David. You notice how they start the prayer? Sovereign Lord. Sovereign. Sovereign means basically, God, you're the man. That's the original Greek translation. You're the man. You're the boss. You're the one. You're in charge ultimately over everything. Everything stems from you. You have the first word. You're going to have the last word. And they say you've made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You speak by the Holy Spirit. And they're starting this whole prayer with this massive God consciousness. Why? Why did they start there? Was it for the benefit of God himself? Did God need to hear that? You know, was God like, oh yeah, thanks for that. I'd forgotten that I was that sort of God. Oh yeah, I do reign over everything, don't I? Thanks guys. No. Or, you know, was he like sitting there like some proud peacock sort of saying, uh, yes, well, I am sovereign, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Keep it, 
Yeah, just keep it going, will you? Ego needs a bit of boosting. Just come on. Let's have, he spoke with an English accent as well. And uh, no, they weren't saying these things for God's benefit. They're reminding each other who they're speaking to here. God, you're supreme. You can do anything. You see, and the second point is bold prayers are prayed to a sovereign God. That's the very reason we can pray bold prayers. Again, it refers back to how we see God. If we really believe He is sovereign and He can do anything, then we'll pray bold prayers, won't we? You get. In my previous life, I was a district manager at a bank in England. And if someone came in to complain, and there was always people who want to complain, they come in and they, and they come to the desk and the person at the desk says, can I help you? Yeah, I've got a complaint. I want to see the manager. Then those people know that there's four steps, four people they have to get through until they get to me. That's how it works. They don't get to me first. They say, well, yeah, certainly I can uh, pass you to the supervisor. No, I don't want to see the supervisor. I'll see the supervisor. I want to see someone else. And they go, go up the line. And then eventually, if it gets really, really bad, then they come to see me and I, I give them what they want. Because um, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, but that, you see, this is the great thing. When we're praying... We don't have to go through four different people. We don't have to pray to the saints. We don't have to pray to uh, Fred Bloggs down the road. We can go directly to the sovereign God. We go straight to the district manager. Isn't that wonderful? And when we ask him, he can do all things. Do all things. So these people, they're praying together, praying directly to the sovereign God. Okay, what did they pray for? Two things. They prayed for two things. And I want to encourage us to pray these two things today. First thing they prayed for was they prayed for boldness. Verse 29 says, now Lord, consider their threats. What were their threats? Well, we don't know, but it was probably more beatings, more imprisonment, maybe death. Maybe that was what they were threatening. Consider these threats, Lord. And make sure they don't happen again. Protect us, Lord, will you? No, they didn't pray that. Do you know what they prayed for? You can see it there. They prayed for even more boldness. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Now, if I'm sort of, if they come in and say, Trevor, could you sort of look at this objectively with us? We need an outside voice to help us here. I would say something along the lines of, isn't boldness what got you into trouble in the first place? Isn't being bold what got you arrested and almost killed? So maybe we need to lay off this boldness thing for a bit. You know, because we need you around because you've got to spread the gospel and, and City View needs to have a church in 2019. So we need you to spread the word. No. These ordinary folks, these idiotuses, 
we're actually praying for more boldness. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Have you ever just got up in the morning and prayed, God, just make me bold for you today? If you have, then you will know that that's an incredibly dangerous prayer to pray. I remember two times I remember doing this. There's probably been more, but there's two that stick out. One, some time ago. Second one, very recently. A few years ago when I started Regent, I was, I was blown away by the people there, and, and they were on fire for Jesus. Not weirdly on fire for Jesus, but just on fire for, for Jesus. And, and they wanted to see Jesus move in their lives and in the lives of others. And I asked one of these guys, really humble um, guy, I think from the Philippines he was, I said, I, I want to be like you. I said, how, how do you pray? And he said, well, you know what, I just wake up in the morning and I ask God for boldness to see and do the things that he wanted me to do that day. I said, is that it? He said, yeah. I said, oh, I'll try that then. That sounds good. So that morning I did. And uh, in the afternoon, I, I, there was a, uh, I had to go shopping to Superstore. That wasn't the bold thing, by the way. But I went shopping to Superstore, although the one in Richmond it is a bold thing. I don't know if you've been there. Yes, thank you. I'm really stepping out for the Lord there. Anyway, so I'm in Superstore near the cat food. Uh, and I bump into a guy that I knew from the church that we were attending. And we're talking for a while. And all of a sudden, he started to become real honest with me. Um, you know, and he said, man, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling with this addiction to pornography at the moment. And I don't know what to do about it. Uh, will you pray for me? And uh, I said, sure, I'll pray for you. And of course, those of us who are Christians know that means I'll, actually, I'll pray for you later, doesn't it? But then I remembered my prayer for boldness. So I said, well, you, you want to pray now? And he said, what, in Superstore? I said, yeah, why not? He said, buy the cat food. I said, well, we can move to the fish stall if that's more spiritual if you want. We can do that. Anyway, and then he said, oh, all right then. All right then, let's, let's pray. And so I started praying. I wasn't praying out loud. I wasn't being, you know, like, bind up this demon of pornography over this lustful man. You know, I wasn't doing that. But I just prayed, you know, just a bold prayer. And then to be honest, I actually opened my eyes because I was a bit worried that the security guards might be coming, uh, as I did. And as I was praying with my eyes open, I, this other couple came and stood right by us. And I'm thinking, that's odd. <laughs> and so I kind of wrapped up praying for this guy, and I said, you know, go, be free, or, or whatever, I can't remember now. And this couple walk up and say, I heard you praying for that guy. Are you a pastor? I said, no, but I'm in training. <laughs> and they said, well, would you pray for us? 
Yesterday, our son was admitted to hospital. He's got some really bad mental issues. And I said, sure. <laughs> and so we started praying. And, it, and again, I opened my eyes just to see if there were security cards. Or maybe that the Lord was presenting a whole line of people <laughs> that maybe needed prayer in Superstore on that afternoon. There wasn't. So I finished the prayer and I gave them my number and, and carried on shopping. And I believe that all started, it's never happened since, that all started because I prayed a simple prayer in the morning. Lord, make me bold today. I'm telling you, you pray for boldness, you better be careful. You may end up praying by the cat food in Superstore. The second time I prayed this was two weeks ago. Do you remember at the service two weeks ago, we were talking about boldness and I said to you, not to me, but to you, go and do something bold this week for Jesus. And I didn't think he meant me, but that afternoon, do you remember I I was telling you about uh, a janitor at Regent College uh, who was the most humble guy, but incredibly bold guy? He would go up and chat with uh, these uh, students uh, and just say, would you mind if I prayed for you? And just humble guy. He was a janitor. He was the ministry of grooms, we called him. Uh, this was 15 years ago that I saw him. That Sunday afternoon, after the service here, Linda and I went for a bike ride along Coal Harbor. Halfway around Coal Harbor, I did a double take. That's the guy from Regent that I was talking about this morning, walking with his wife. I thought, no, it can't be. I haven't seen him for 15 years. I'm not sure if it's him. And so we, we cycled a bit, and I told Linda. And she said, well, you've got to stop and speak to him. I said, oh, no, I, it's be embarrassing for him, and maybe it's not him. She said, you told people to be bold this morning. I said, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> Anyway, so I went up to him, and it was this guy. I kid you not, I hadn't seen him for 15 years. I said, excuse me, did you used to work for Regent College with a broom in your hand? And he said, yes, I did. And I said, I talked about you this morning. I used you as a sermon illustration about how you can be humble and bold. And um, he started to well up, and he started to cry. I don't know what was going on in his life. We didn't speak for long. But he needed to hear that word of encouragement that day. And God provided me an opportunity. And my wife was bold enough to get me to do it. Isn't that wonderful? I dare you to pray a prayer for boldness. Pray for boldness that God will use you today. Use you for his glory. Use you to make you bold, to stir something up. Give you eyes to see the needs of those that you work with. Give you a heart sensitive to those who are hurting around you. You pray that and watch as God gives you opportunities and stirs that boldness in in your heart. So they pray for boldness. The second thing... Uh, that they pray for is miracles. They say in verse 30, they say, Lord, will you just stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus? 
They're praying big prayers, big, bold prayers. If we want to make a difference, a big, bold difference in this world, in this community, in the lives of our friends and family, we need to pray big, bold prayers. Often we pray small prayers. I listen to myself sometimes. You know, I pray, dear God, thank you for this day. And actually, there's nothing wrong with that, but I I can imagine God saying, Trevor, you've been thanking me for this day for 34 years. I get it already. You don't need to tell me again. Or, you know, I pray, God, be with us. And he's like, okay, Trevor, I've already promised you thousands of times, hundreds of times in Scripture that I'm never going to leave you. I'm always going to be with you. You don't need to keep asking me. Or I say, Father, give us traveling mercies today. And sometimes I think God would say, you know what? Put on your seatbelt, drive the speed limit. Chances are you're going to make it. (laughs) You know? Every now and again, why don't you ask me something hard? Why don't you ask me something that's so big that when it happens... Everyone's going to know that I did it. Because you wouldn't have dared to do it. Bold prayers. Why don't we pray for big things? Why don't we pray for miracles to happen? Well, some people think, well, I don't want to be disappointed. You know, I've, I've tried it before and it didn't work. I prayed for healing. And healing didn't come. It was just a real downer, you know, and I just got disappointed. And I I don't want to go there again. Or maybe you, you know, I I don't want to make God look bad if if nothing happens. So in in that case, we often give God the escape clause, don't we, in our prayers. You know that escape clause? If it be thy will, in Jesus' name. That's the escape clause. And these things are understandable. Believe you me, I've prayed those things. But let me tell you something. We should have no fear anytime, anywhere, asking God for anything. Because I'm sure you and I have seen him do things that are totally unexplainable in human terms in the past. People have been healed. Lives have been changed. Amazing things have happened. Now, does that mean that God does that all the time? No, 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 he doesn't. We know that. But listen, that's not our job. The result, the outcome, is not our job. That's way above our pay scale. That's not our job. Our job is to pray. What God does with those prayers That's up to him. And we may not know why until we get to heaven. Don't be afraid to pray big, bold prayers. Be bold prayers. Be prayers of bold prayers. Pray them together. Pray them knowing who it is we are praying to. So that the God of the possible can be lifted up. We're going to pray now, and, and I, I really feel strongly that I, I want to pray for the women here this morning. 
Um, and it's not just because it's Mother's Day, but I've just this whole week, I've been sensing that God wants you. You have wonderful opportunities in your lives, in your workplace, in your homes, in your families, in um, your circle of friends to make a difference in people's lives. Because you know the difference is you talk and you have compassionate hearts. Men don't. Yes, they do. But you can make a difference, a big difference. And so I'm just going to, I know it's a little embarrassing. If you're able to, can you just stand up, women? Can you just stand up? And uh, guys, can you just sort of put your hands out to them or, or walk over to them if, if they're associated with you, put your hand on them. And I'm just going to pray a prayer of boldness for the women here uh, this morning. And if you guys want to sort of carry on praying after that as well, then please do. I'm just going to say one, one big prayer for us all here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father God, I thank you for the, all the women standing in this room right now. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for where you have brought them. Uh, I thank you for their past, Lord. I thank you for all that they have gone through, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Lord, uh, I thank you that was all for, for a good reason. And you're working out your good purposes in and through these wonderful women here. And Lord, I, th I thank you for where they are at the moment, Lord, if their heart is heavy. Father, I, I pray that you would uh, bring comfort and peace to them. Lord, that if they're in a situation that's really difficult at the moment, Lord, will you give them boldness to overcome that? Will you give them boldness to speak good into that? Lord, will you, uh, and I just pray over them now, Lord, that you would send your Holy Spirit and come upon them with uh, with boldness, you would give them the courage to speak out, speak out for truth, speak out for good, speak out in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would take them into their workplaces, into their homes, into their families, into their circle of friends. And Lord, will they shine for you? Will you make them uh, just come alive and people see something different in them? because of you? Will they uh, have the boldness when their friends say, what on earth has got into you? You just look great. Lord, will you give them the boldness to tell them, yeah, it's because uh, of Jesus and the difference that he's made in my life. Father, will you give them boldness to, to help them to see your kingdom come in their lives and in their lives of their families and their friends, Lord? Thank you for them. Will you bless them, Lord? In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you.